Time now for the podcast you've grown to love. It's All That Ish. With your boy DJ Wig. The crew. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. Your man DJ Week, aka Amazing, aka To Be Amazing. Got a hell of a show for you. I mean, real talk. I wouldn't make it up like that. I've been telling y'all, if you've been following us on Instagram and everything else, I done told y'all this was the week that we was gonna have Arthur gina Payne on the show she is here y'all yes i can't make this up boy welcome to the show hey hey oh man this is gonna be all right now i also got some other cats on the show folks know him king dino is up in the building what up what up pistol is in the building (laughs) and we're waiting for you know some other cats in the crew i think henny driving i don't know where dr brooks is who knows maybe he'll hop on later it is what it is, but we gonna move on because this is a very, very busy woman, man. She got things man, to do somewhere on horseback. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just came back from out of town. So. Oh, see, you was you was horseback riding too, or no? Oh, I wish I would have had the time to. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, but uh, let let's let's talk about you. Right, oh, somebody just came in the room. Who just who just stepped in the room? That would be me, sir. Oh, Cad, that's what's up. All right, cool. So now we got <laughs> now, now we got folks all over. We got Georgia represented. We got South Carolina. We got Seattle in the house right now. Okay, and Ohio since you know Gina's on the line. So, um, Gina, you're an author. I am. But you you're a bunch of other things. But let's start with with the writing first. How would you describe uh, what you write? Um, urban romance and erotica. Urban romance and erotica. Dang. Hey, oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Clap it up. Clap it up. That's all, that's all right. I don't want to be the first one to just jump into this. So I'm going yield, to yield the floor to somebody else. Who who, who wants to go? Hey, so how how'd you get into writing? Um, I started writing poems. Uh, when growing up, because I had a little bit of like a crazy childhood. So like, I mean, I'm an introvert. So I always, I love to be by myself. I don't mind my own company. So I started with poems and eventually I met um, this lady and she was a publisher and she was like, you should write a book. And I'm like, I can't write no book. That's like 40,000, 50,000, almost 100,000 words. Like, I don't know. I can't do that. But I tried it. And she put it, she helped me put it out. It, it didn't do, you know, super great or anything, but it did good enough for me to be like, okay, maybe I can do this. And four years later, I'm still doing it. Mm, that's what's up. I had a question okay. for you. Okay. Oh, yeah, Pistol. Oh, okay. My question is, so for your uh, romance and your uh, erotica books, now, what point of view are you writing these books from? And what, I guess not hardships, but what, uh, speed bumps have you encountered when it comes to like making a more modern erotic because we're not talking about you know horseback and all that stuff like i'm assuming you're writing books from a more <laughs> ain't no swash like, 21st buckling. century right <laughs> yep yeah so um, it's like yeah. hood love like hood loves when i say urban romance it's like hood love stories um and when i say erotica it's it's still 
falls into urban romance, but it's just a lot more sex. So people up in there fucking is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's very descriptive. Like it's it's not for, you know, it's very adult. You know, it's not it's not for like a teenager to be reading or somebody in high school. Like it's not that. It's really like erotic, like your biggest fantasy type of thing. Good fantasy. Okay. Okay. So that stuff you so how- yeah, be uh, reading this stuff. Y'all know. <laughs> how hood we talking? How what? How hood are we talking? We talk about like. Tax return, like, like he came in and took it, hood, or like what? <laughs> like just, just hood, what? Like hood, not, not lovey dovey, um, like real get fucked on the washer and dryer, or in the car, or out at the bar, type of. But there's intimate scenes too, but it's just a more hood setting. Like it's not a movie romance that you would typically think of when you think of ain't nobody life. laying down in the meadows with the wind blowing yeah softly. it ain't none of that like no you can <laughs> oh, <or stop>. like... <laughs> right oh uh, okay so i okay. so it's just it's more like a realistic romance novel something yeah. realistic right how do you That's come up with your premises for your books do you like personal experience yep I was one, yeah. experience. um a lot of my books are uh like real events mixed in with you know fictional additives to make it more interesting. Oh, so these are memoirs. You want them to be memoirs. God damn. Uh, in a sense, but you know, I add some things that ain't never happened, but they sound good in there. Okay. You, know? well, you could have been like, hey, that's me. Or stuff that you know I wanted to do that ain't, I ain't never get to do or whatever. Things like that. Mm. So how, like, how often do you have a writer's block? with this stuff because i mean it's not like you're writing more so fantasy but like since it's erotica right i'm assuming that it's been based off of i wouldn't say your appetite but you know you i don't know what it takes to write erotica is it somewhere you're like hey i just had a chick-fil-a sandwich let me go ahead and write these three pages or do you have to be like in a certain mental state (laughs) to write this stuff not the chick-fil-a sandwich if i'm doing I'm more so of like a, just a regular hood novel where like the sex is limited. I can do that in any, you know, mental state. But if I'm writing a book that I know like it's going to be a lot going on. Um, yeah, I definitely, I, I usually write those at night. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I do. She ain't got to get personal. I, see I have all the LED lights on and, you know, I might turn to a certain, just, you know, set the vibe or like I'll watch a certain type of movie. Um, and that'll help me write it. So, like, you roll the blood and watch Love Jones? How, how oh, no, um, no, more like, what is that movie? Um, um, Plug Love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold up. Yo, Hold you, seen, up. you know you seen that movie, dog. I ain't yeah. never seen a movie called Plug Yo, Love. Yo, you lying. For real? Yo, look in the black nah, section. Me neither. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know what? That's gonna be the look. Okay. That's gonna be the homework. Look, that's gonna be the homework. <laughs> Next week we talking about plug think love. Of, uh, plug yeah. love, okay. Think of stuff like that. Um, if you watch that, that's more towards the like speed of how my books are. Okay, okay. Gotcha. So, so uh, what what kind of feedback um, are you getting from your books? Uh, being at publisher, friends, what kind of feedback are you getting? I've gotten negative. I mean, I've gotten negative feedback. The first couple books that I wrote, um, they were like, yeah, this ain't it. So I was writing, but I had a publisher who wanted me to write a specific type of way, but that wasn't my style of writing. 
so nothing I wrote was ever like my books would do good but like I went from 15 to 20 reviews to two to 300 reviews to selling all my paperbacks anywhere that I go like if I you know go Damn. to the or something so it's just I had to find a publisher that worked you know, well with me or who understood my style or, you know, his style of writing and my style of writing is the same. Um, and yeah, that's what helped. I mean, that that helped me get to where I'm at now. Okay, okay. Question for you. The publishers that you are working with, are they the same complexion as you? Yes. Or I, you, okay. not, um, I, I will, will, will not sign to a white publisher. So my question, why is that? Do you feel like they don't have the understanding of where the point of view of your books coming from? I mean, and undoubtedly most, you know, Caucasian people don't understand. They don't. Hmm. I don't think somebody who isn't, who doesn't live within the culture of the books that I write can publish the books that I write because you're not going to see my vision because you don't fair. understand what I'm writing. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, that's, that's more than fair. I think that's the same guess, kind of thing that that you'll see with when making movies. We we were just talking about plug love, right? But you you try to go to somebody who is going to understand what you're doing, but then on the flip side of that, you you might not get a whole bunch of people seeing it. it it's going straight to Netflix. It's going straight to actually. I think that might be on Prime or something like that. I can't remember, but I saw it. But my point is, do you feel like that kind of it's kind of like a, a a good thing and a bad thing. While you get to get your whole vision out, it might not be distributed to uh, a large number no, of people. I I don't think that because I didn't realize until until I started going to these like book conventions that there's a whole big world out for the urban fiction industry. Mm. Like there's a way bigger world than people know. Like it's bigger than Amazon. It's bit like there's a big following out there. And I feel like you want to you want to catch the eye of the audience that you're writing for. I'm not writing for people who read Harry Potter and Nora <laughs> Roberts. Like I'm writing for people who like Sister Soldier and books like books like that and movies like Plug Love and shows like Power. Like I'm not writing for, you know, I, I'm fine with even if it is a lesser audience, I'm fine with that because that's not I'm not writing for them. Mm, the purity of it okay right get it i get that yeah you talk about your audience you got so, folks uh, all in the uk and everything going off uh you know for your books uh with titles like love or loyalty bonded by uh pleasure confessions of a hot girl um uh, just to name a couple um how how does that work with you getting getting that audience from from that international audience if you will um I don't know. I mean, I have like relatives there over in like Jamaica and stuff, but um, I really don't like. I'm not. I I can't answer that because, like I said, like I really don't. I mean, of course, now I do it for the check. Like part of what I write for is for the check. But when I wrote, like when I wrote Love or Loyalty, that was just to see if I can write. Okay. Like that wasn't just that. I never did it. I didn't expect. You know, I knew that money would come for that, but I didn't write that book with the expectation of getting rich or getting, I just wanted people to see that I can write. That's yeah. it. And then when I wrote Bonnie by Pleasure, I wanted to like tap into, that's when I first started getting into the erotica scene. Cause at first I was just writing straight hood, like gangster killing, violence, all of that. Like it wasn't too much sex in my books, but um, I figured, you know, 
why not? So, and then I found out, you know, they was they like that, and um, I just kept going. But as far as internationally, um, I don't know. I just hey, that I give that to God. I don't know. Yeah, they got you on Goodreads, and it's it's rated a five. At least yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, telling you, man, this is like confessions of the hot girl going crazy. Yeah, man, um, going, that book man, actually, man. that book is more real than people like think. But a lot of people who read it, like a lot of women read it, and they came to me and they said, you know, I've been through some of the same things. I think that's what made the book so good. Is it was very relatable yeah. to a lot of women who've gone through some of the things that you know I wrote about in that book. Mm. Nice, nice. So, hey, have you ever, with with all your writing, have you thought about or have you started writing maybe a screenplay? Have you thought about, you know, putting your your thoughts and words to theater or the big screen? Oh, yeah. I'm actually working on um, an animated series with somebody right now. And okay. we're working, we're actually doing a script for a short, um, like, not like a full, I don't think it'll be like a big TV show or anything, but like a little short series. Um, and there, I have somebody looking for actors and I'm doing the writing. So. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the, the maybe the premise or is that, you don't want to look um, out of the bag? It's based off of um, one of my books. Um, it's my, one of my books called Family Ties. It's, uh, it's actually a story about my dad and we're going to, we added some things in there, you know, fiction purposes, because we couldn't actually say everything um, that happened, you know, in the story. So, and we're working on turning that into an actual TV show, like a little series. Oh, that's what's oh, Possibly man. a movie. Hey, if, yeah, you do a, if you do a movie with uh, Bonded by uh, Pleasure, I want to play Dr. Rhodes. I just want to put that out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> put that in the universe right quick. I want to be able to tap on Diamond's shoulder and stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> no, Dr. Rhodes was the good guy. He, just, he wanted him to get, you know, he wanted her to get, get some help. There. Yeah, get some help. It, let me let me help it, you out, You Donna. can't play that role. Yeah, I could. Why? I mean, that, you want to see? Uh-uh. <laughs> So tell me, Diamond, what is uh what is it that you have brought to my session today? Hey man, you know, you know what, what I'm saying? About to, you know what See I'm about, Hey, you know you know what I'm about to tell you, right? <laughs> that ain't deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's just stupid. <laughs> Love him, man. So Gina. That was awesome that you said that you um, wanted to see if you wanted to write and that was your ambition. What advice did you have for anybody that is you know got that inkling? too right but just can't seem to get over the hump mm. well i started with um i started with short stories and i would just put them out on facebook um just mindless just just to see you know get a feel of what you'd like to write first try to figure out what what's your genre like are you into like horror are you into fantasy are you into sci-fi like what do you find out what you're into mm-hmm. don't write what somebody else wants you to write like mm. find out what you're into first See oh. how much you can write. Like, are you a short? Are you better at writing short stories? Are you better at writing, you know, long hundred thousand word books? Are you a forty thousand word book? Find your niche first, and then decide: Do you want to do this as a hobby, or do you want to check from it? When I realized I wanted, like, I, I could get paid to do this and get paid very well to do this, find a publisher that works with what you're trying to do, and then go from there. 
Cool. But be careful because a lot of these coaches will get over on you. Like, I've been there. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> Business probably is rough out there. Now, look, you do not, you're not only, uh, not to cut you off, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Gina. Oh, no, I was going to say, listen, um, yeah, just don't, and whatever contracts y'all get into, like, make sure you, you read them, you look over them, because one, you, once you sign that line, then people, they own them books, and it's, it's hard to get them back. Right. Now, Gino, speaking of, you know, when you talk about contractual agreements, things like that, um, when you first started, did you have a lawyer look over your contracts? Did you... You know, what have, what have you learned professionally since you started? Um, the first contract I ever signed was actually with a friend. And she uh, started a publishing company. And I was like, you know, she had already had, you know, started, got a little name as far as writing-wise. So I'm like, okay. I knew me and her wasn't going to last professionally-wise because I, I don't believe in doing certain types of business with your friends. So sure. I'm like, but okay, she, you know, she taught me a lot of what I needed to know as far as um, the back end, like working with Amazon, formatting the book, um, how many, I didn't even know that a book at minimum is 40,000 words. Anything lower than that is a short story or um, a novella, I think that's how you say it. Um, my next publisher after that, she really like taught me everything that, you know, my first one couldn't teach me, but she didn't believe in my writing the way that I did like I was kind of like not to compare myself to Kanye but like the way he he thought he was great <laughs> no matter what anybody else said that's how I felt I was like I know I can write but I know I'm missing some key things as far as that I need to know so she you know she helped me put a book out and got you know my name out there some more but then I told her like look I don't think because I, I knew it because when it was time for me to keep writing another book she didn't have she didn't give me the same energy she gave her other um writers so i'm like okay so i decided not to work with her anymore and then the one i'm with now is a perfect fit because he is very much like a, he's attentive to all his you know authors he pushes you like if you can come to him and be like look i'm not so sure or you bring something to him he gives you the raw honest truth he won't put nothing out that's not borderline perfection like he don't play at all so i feel like now i'm at a good spot to where and he doesn't have like unrealistic um, expectations of you. Like I had a previous previous publisher who wanted one book every thirty days. That's not unrealistic, Whoa, but it is unrealistic because I have a million other responsibilities. Right. Yeah. That's like so, somebody just writes. <laughs> yeah, like I don't yeah. I don't have twelve hours a day to sit home. I'm not to the point in my writing career where I have twelve hours a day to sit home and write. I'll get there one day. But right now is not it. Speaking of uh, having a bunch of things to do, you not only write write books and things, but you also have a podcast uh, called "Let's Talk About It." I do, yes. I do. What, what 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 do you do with that? Like, I, tell the people because I I done heard a couple of episodes, and uh, I hey, that joke is funny, is real, it's informative. Um, but how how did you segue into that, or which came first, the podcast or the books? Um, the books came first. Okay. The, and how did that podcast, turn into the podcast then? Okay, so originally, let's talk about it was supposed to be me interviewing authors. Um, mm. but 
it went into, I ended up right before I had decided to start mine, I got invited to do, I think I did four or five of his episodes um, of this guy. He has a show um, called The Love Tape. And his was about um, black, you know, relationships and dating in the black community. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to join in. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. And everyone, you know, who he had on his show, like we all, you know, mix well together. So I did his episodes and a lot of my um, episodes, uh, a lot of people liked. And then he ended up interviewing me individually about, you know, kind of like you guys are now. And everybody went crazy over the interview because like I really gave like my life story on his show pretty much so um and I was like yeah he was like yeah you really could do this you know by yourself if you wanted to and I'm like okay so I went back to you know the drawing board about about my show and I'm like no I'm gonna do you know the show where no subject is off limits because I want to talk about everything and I did I wasn't sure at first so I put the my worst Valentine's Day I, I aired my show this Valentine's Day and everybody was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Keep going. Like, I like it. I listen to it. Like, I'm going to listen to it. And I'm about to air episode five on Friday. That's what's up. Nah, you want the, the, right. the orgasm hey. one. That's what's up. You got to go listen to that one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go, go listen to that, Jan. Yeah. I had a question for Gina. Well, two-part question. Okay. Um, first, earlier, you know, we talked about uh, representation and like the audience of the books that you're writing. Uh, first part is what about, and you know, they all exist. We'll use Fresh Prince as an example, right? What about the Carltons? I guess people would say that exists inside our community. Um, do you feel like there may be some books that they can kind of, I guess, not really enjoy, but find themselves into if they're not particularly from the hood? And my second question is as for writers and consumers of erotica, how do you feel about uh, specifically black men getting into that type of writing? And how do you feel about them consuming the writing of yours? Um, you know, you I, I'll tell shit. you when it, um, uh, my, my writing and my show, statistically, per, percentage wise, more men, according to Amazon and according to um, Anchor and Apple, more men listen to my show and read my books than women do. What? Okay, okay. Yeah, so according to, you know, I, I'm not sure how completely correct, you know, those charts are, but I have a bigger male following and audience than, than women. So um, I don't know what draws them to, I think I'm going to ask that on my show. I don't know what draws them to it, but they're here. Um, I've had more male co-hosts than female. I just had my first female co-host last week. Um, I, I don't know what exactly. I wish I had a you know better answer mm, for okay. that question, but I really don't. <laughs> well, I guess okay. I got you. Oh, and just for the record, Dr. Brooks is in the building. Just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> Uh, always on time. <laughs> I am on time. <laughs> this, this dude. Somebody, somebody got to fix these horses. Oh, God. Here you go them. with the, the horses again. Why stop Here's flexing? God damn. <laughs> Is your oh, window down? I'm, no, I'm, I'm speeding around the Pacific Northwest. It's very um, interesting and 
and I, I'm liking listening to Gina talk. She's awesome. Uh, yeah, I bet you are. Uh, don't do that, man. Like that, he, that was an honest. Just gave her a compliment, <laughs> man. So, 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 Gina, Gina, I just and it's just to, you know, Doctor Brooks just popped up on the radar. How much foolishness do you encounter? Uh, <laughs> no, no, really, really. Do you ever? And I, I look, I'm just kidding, Doctor Brooks. I love you, brother. Um, you know, with with your subject matter, um, do you ever encounter you know just absolute ignorance, and and how do you deal with that? Oh yeah, um, I kind of just <laughs> I I have no filter sometimes. So like I've been known to say the, some of the craziest things in public and online. So when I started writing, you know, the erotica books and member read them, like I would put like parts of it, like a chapter or two, online, and they would be like, I I would have a swarm of inboxes. So like, do you really do that in real life, or? Um, yeah, like I've been wanting um, my girl to try that on me or I'll get like a bunch of weird questions like um, do you like they'll pick parts of like what I wrote out like I want to do this with you or I would love to do this with you <laughs> like yes it's um yeah. Does but the grapefruit like really sting? This I, man. I, I feel like it just kind of comes with the territory sometimes so it doesn't right. bother me at this point. Yeah I mean I you know just kind of wondering i mean it's you know almost like um you know i'd have to imagine people who do like sex therapy for instance if there's a podcast anybody can just call and speak you know but but our like i said some these are some some serious you know conversations to be had and and when you're talking about something it's clearly near and dear to your heart that you're writing about it so you know just for somebody to come and just kind of start talking foolishness i'd have to imagine that would kind of have to be a little little bit difficult to deal with sometimes but maybe that's just me I laugh it off for the most part. Like, I'm not a sensitive person. Like, I'm not one of those females that gets offended every time a guy says something sexual to, like, that's just, unfortunately, that's just how a lot of men are. Like, they don't think with the head on their shoulders. Right. Bam. How do you deal with the women that, like, I can't believe that you will have an opinion about you? Sometimes, Mm. and I'll be frank, like, come come at you wrong. Hate, 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 hate. Oh, I've been accused of being everything but a child of God because of the type of books I write, the type of, um, even down to my show, um, some of the things, conversations that I start online as far as sexually explicit conversations. Because I feel like I talk about a lot of stuff that a lot of people won't talk about because they're too scared of being judged for their opinion. I don't care. Like, that's why, that's why I say on my show, this is a show where no subject is off limits and I don't take sides because like, as far as women, I get a lot of, you know, negative feedback from women because I'm not always on the woman's side because I don't believe everything we do is right. Right. Just like, I don't believe everything a man does is right, but I see, you know, I'm not a man, so obviously I don't understand everything that y'all say, but there are a lot of conversations that women be scared to have. And they get upset with me for having it, but I don't take their side because when we wrong, we wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So so empathy seems to be a big part of who you are and and, and what you as far as how you communicate. You it seems that you really kind of put yourself in everybody's shoes. Right. I, I feel like I'm just a lot more realistic than a lot of women. So sometimes women just don't relate to me because I don't want I don't live in the fantasy world of women are right and men are wrong. Right. Right. Well, damn. 
All right, well, so appreciate that. No doubt. I was just like, where do you go? So Gina, in your time of doing podcasts, right? You know, we can put the you know elf in the room out there. How do you feel about these male dominant podcasts that pop up, right? And you got oh, you know boy. X Y Z, you know, because I mean, we're right. right now, right? Well, I mean, we. We don't fit the particular mode of what these younger cats are talking about because you know, they be talking about, you know, what did she bring to the table? And, you know, these niggas ain't got no money. But Bro, in yeah. your point of view, right? Don't even be having a table for me to bring right. to the like. Is it oak? <laughs> what is it? Is it, you know, oh. is it, what, uh, how do you feel about that? You know, do you, what made you want to come on this podcast versus, you know, the plethora of other ones out there where they just say what they talk about? Oh, I go on those. I, I've been on those podcasts and like I will on my show, I told them, like, I'm not going to back down because it's six men and me. That doesn't mm. bother me because I, whatever I said, I said what I said. Okay. Like, and so that doesn't bother. The only thing I don't like is even those men who say a woman, a woman needs to be this, that, and the third to have me and she needs to bring this, this, or what do you bring? Those men don't bother me. The men that bother me are the ones who say, what do you bring to the table? And a woman tells tells him what she brings to the table, and they turn around and say, "Well, like if she says, oh, I have a degree, um, I make my own money, this, that, and the third. And they say, "Oh, well, your your accolades ain't going to do anything for me." But then, if a woman comes and says she cooks, she cleans, and brings me peace, that's not good enough. Those type of men, I don't do. Like I can't. I'm not mm. with you. But if you feel like if you have a strong opinion, and you can back up your opinion with me, because I'm I'm gonna make you back up what you say then okay, I can respect your opinion whether I agree with it or not. And I've gone on a few of those shows where they feel like women need to bow down to men and I'm the one who okay, they don't they don't like that because I don't I'm not on the woman's side. And I'm not necessarily riding the fence. I see your point of view, but okay, here's mine. Okay, okay. So well, we gonna it's see. not necessarily we... an argument, it's just more of you saying your side and I say mine. Okay, we either agree or we don't. And I've made a few men who don't agree with pretty much anything a woman does understand <laughs> my side of the story. And then the next episode that they do, it's a totally different change of, you know, their energy because yeah. I brought it to them a different way. That's also a thing that when I say women aren't, aren't always right, it's a lot of stuff we could say to men that they would get if you said it a better way. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Those Without mentioning facts. names, do you have any examples of those conversations um, that you've had? Factory. I think we had a conversation about um, how men shut down when it's time, you know, when they get into an argument with their woman and they don't understand what they're saying. And like, for example, um, uh, this girl, she said she was tired of coming home and her man not cleaning up, so she would come home and she'd be like bitch and complain and yell at him and she would say well oh all he does is shut me out well instead of coming home and bitching and yelling and complaining why not come home and say hey can we talk it really makes me feel the type of way that i'm at work all day and i have to come home to a dirty house you see you said the same thing but in a more respectful manner just because he's your man once he because you don't talk to that man when he's when you're just dating him and he's not your boyfriend like that but you wait until after he cuffed you to start disrespecting him. Have the same respect that you gave him when you were just like we say, oh, have the same energy that um, y'all had when y'all was trying to get us after you get us. Give that man that same respect you was giving him when y'all was dating. Now that you're cuffed. 
and you might get a different result. Now, if you don't, then that's a totally different subject and you need to figure out what you're going to do if you're going to keep dealing with that or you're going to move on. Mm. Mm. Well, damn. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot. But... Oh, no, that was, no, that was right on no, time. No, that was perfect. Yeah, that's, I asked for an yeah. example and we received... Hey, you fit in. You fit in with this crew, Josh. <clears throat> so we gonna see. <laughs> Keep that same energy. Yeah, same energy. Same. It's upsetting me in my home, girl, because we feel like now. Well, okay, damn, so if you I, can't I go to Bella Chase, what the hell? So, you, you know, without digging, you know, too, and I, I know you're pretty open, but at the same time, we don't want to take away from anything you may write or anything. Um, how does your writing and how does your visions? Um, affect your personal life and relationships? Mm, good question. As far as... Uh, just go. <laughs> just go. <laughs> like, does my writing affect my personal life? Or does... Is well, that what you're no, no, no. So, so like, uh, you, you know, do you... Have you ever found it difficult? Do some people find it, and I'll say people, it does, has nothing to do with men or women. Like I said, personal relationships... Um, do some people find it like clearly you're strong and, and opinionated and, you know, of course we should all be allowed to, um, do some people find it intimidating that you've noticed? Um, how does that affect your friendships or even your, your romantic relationships? Um, have you had to deal with anything because of how you write or has your writing kind of made you, um, I mean, I guess it's not fair to say made you. Because it seems like you're you're really you, you speak up, you're outspoken, which is just who you are. So, have you had any issues with relationships? I, uh, let's just go with that. Um, as far as my writing affecting relationships, um, I'll say not so much the writing, but the attention I get from what I write okay. affects my relationships in a sense. Um, because okay. I it turns men like. Unfortunately, I've come across dating a lot of insecure men. And I can mm. understand to a sense because sometimes, you know, I get jealous too. But if you can see, if, if I'm on a public platform and I post, you know, a chapter of a book that I wrote and it might be overly sexual and it's a bunch of men commenting crazy things. If I'm not commenting something disrespectful or out of, you know, pocket, you know, while I'm dealing with you to these men, I don't see a reason to be upset at what, they, what they're saying. It's a sexually explicit story. So naturally, right. a sexually explicit response is what you should expect. So sometimes, you know, as far as my writing, that has what has, you know, that that has an effect. And sometimes when I go out of town, um, I was dealing with somebody and I just had to recently stop dealing with them because I couldn't deal with the fact that every time I go out of town for a book convention with a bunch of women, <laughs> I'm getting paragraphs of I'm out here sleeping with other men and I'm just like I'm I'm literally getting paid to be here so this is a job and I'm not here for free time <laughs> like so right. it's not nothing like that yeah okay. that, that sounds like um my cousin Cad used to be a stripper and he you know it was hard for his girlfriend at the time you remember that Cad when you used to be a stripper you don't remember that okay damn Aries <laughs> Uh, what? <laughs> why you? Why? 
mean, Disco I, I, Rick over there. Wasn't that your stage name, Mary? No, my name was actually yes. Red Bandit. That. Thank you. Oh, okay. yeah. Red Handed. No, Red Bandit, boy. Hey, but have y'all met Macaroni Tony? Don't nobody care about his tripping days because he still do some moonlighting. He still be out there. Don't hey, don't open your mic and had a window down again. We know you driving. God dang! But I'm yeah, just, I'm just the uh, oh, silly. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Oh, that's what you're gonna do to me? <laughs> damn! He hit me with the old southern. Bless your heart. Damn, you went southern. That's all right, though. Whatever, man. That was a good no, question, though, dumb. because because I could see where it could possibly be problematic to a relationship, given the type of writing uh, and the podcast nah, that you nah, do. Nah, that ain't problematic. That's dudes being soft. No, it is. No, I don't disagree. No, I don't. I don't disagree with that. But I could see how it could. How do you it, see it's problematic? Because there's a lot of soft ass dudes out there. But right, that ain't I no problem. Think, I don't, I don't no, think, no, no. I don't think you mean. It's I, I problematic get for an insecure man. Right. I, I get what yes. you mean. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of soft-ass dudes out there. That's all. I guess. Uh, there is. It's a book. It's a book. Ain't nobody crying about Harry Potter. Ain't shit popping off in Harry Potter? <laughs> My point <laughs> is, it's, it's fictional. Somebody, it's hey, fictional. Somebody Let me hit you with Harry this Potter. wand, girl. Oh, I got this the, thing. Them, you know them Christians were. They try to shut and down. Hermione right. took Harry's magic wand. <laughs> yeah, see what I'm saying? <laughs> they about to get in trouble from J.K. Rowling about the. Hey, that might be the new. Hey, that might be the new vibe hey, right hey, there. Hey, listen, listen, it ain't none of that. I don't want no. <laughs> exactly. <Right>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't me talking. That was them. You be like, shut them niggas down tomorrow. Shit. Speaking of shutting down, <laughs> man. Uh, if there's no more questions from uh for Gina specifically, I know Gina already says she's gonna try to hang out with us as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and with that said, that means we got her in case a, po- a question uh pop into our heads. But because y'all said that, it made me think about uh what's going on in the world, man. These sanctions, man. What y'all think about these sanctions? You mean with uh old Putin? Yeah, man. I mean, bullshit. <laughs> Oh, you are correct. Boy. He is on some bullshit, but Putin. I, here's boy, the thing: like, we're not crazy. fighting Afghanistan. We're that not fighting crazy. Afghanistan. We're not Iraq. This is a whole nother beast of an opponent. Like so, Putin knows what he's doing, and I feel personally that he has an overarching plan that's gonna. We'll see, right? What do you um, What do you surmise that plan being? Because he just looked crazy to me, but I know he's okay. not. He, KGB and all that. You know, I get it. He's not. But what do you think is his end game? Why is it he's willing look, to sit I mean, there and have all, his people look, broke? Look, you you know you know what he wants for sure, yes. and and the reality is 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 one they're already broke, right? They're you're <laughs> you got. got you. Yeah, I mean, most sure. most of that country is not well off, um. So for them, it's just a little bit more hardship. You know, I guarantee you, they're looking at it like it's no big deal, except for all your billionaires who are starting to lose money you know, because everybody's pulling their products from them or pulling their services from them, like airline companies, things like that. You know, but the reality is, is, you know, if something was to pop off, you know, they know that they have support. Um, and, and, and honestly, it, it desperation makes people do crazy things. I think all of us who were in the military, we can, we can agree that we've seen it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the desperation makes people do desperate things. And, and I think that he's there, you know, I, I know that he's trying to 
put bring that iron curtain back you know we we understand that you know all of the resources that the ukraine holds you know and that that's that's got to be the first place he goes to because they're the strongest um I mean, you know i mean I, I i don't think he's crazy i think he's calculated i don't know if he even cares about all these things he had to Facts. expect these things he had he had to expect these things so he's you know, already put those into his play he's putting a ball he, look he's putting a ball in everybody else's court okay my that thing he is, is doing no my thing is this man he just seemed real just like imagine like if if, if your woman's ex like come up in the house talking about some yeah i'm taking her back kind of deal like this man no i mean you'd be like what the, you'd be like what the fuck you like what you doing so to to, to have the world sit there and be kind of like yo what the hell are you doing I understand you saying he got a plan, but at the same time, it's like somebody's. We just supposed to watch watch this go down like that. I'm not saying we should get in it at all, but I think the sanctions are kind of us getting in it, but not getting in it. That's like somebody taking a ball and leaving the court. You nah, know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like if your neighbors is having an argument, right, and you watch it from across the street. I'm not messing with that. Somebody called the police, right? Here's the thing. You don't want to get involved, but you're like, I can't just let her get her ass beat or whatever. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. When you get involved in this stuff, you're going to have to deal with whatever repercussions comes from that. And I think Putin is waiting for things to pop off. All the while, China's flying over Taiwan like, yo, this shit look nice too. Let me go ahead and see what this is about to be about. So it's just, we're in a state where Americans are looking from the outside, right? And even then, like in this day and age of social media, Last, like, two weeks ago, it was like, we stand with Ukraine. And then all the while, Black Twitter is like, yo, honestly, fuck yeah. them. Because they don't treat African-Americans like anything. Mm-hmm. They're blocking Black people at the border to try to get out. And you want me to sit here and put this on my Facebook? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's crazy mm-hmm. right now because, you know, they're talking about how they have a section of neo-Nazi members that are part of their government that are fighting against Russia. And so now people are like, well, damn, do I say, you know, hey, Russia, do your thing? Or am I for the little dog here that probably don't care about most of the black Americans that are in uh, the United States? So I don't, I don't know. It's it's easy to talk about what will happen when you know we ain't getting bombed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you right, oh, sure. Hey, you right. That's one of them James where you just point your finger and be like, "Ooh, they got that ass whoop." You know what I mean? I, I'm saying. I feel you. It's, it's one of the things. Keep up, keep it up. I, I just think the sanctions was a cool way to be like, ah, I'm not really fucking with you, then. You know what I mean? Because that's all these businesses are saying. Like, ah, True, I can't I mean, really fuck could, with you like that. What would you want to happen? Right? We're in a in a predicament where it's like we can't. We just got out of a war. I was right? about to say we just got out of like the longest war in American history, and so we just can't be yeah. dragged back into something else. You know? Yeah. Americans no, we don't. We don't have. We, yeah, we don't have resources, personnel, money. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a, it's we've been depleted. You know, yeah. we need to just. It's mind a perfect storm. Yeah, it's a perfect storm because we we have a global everything, global economy, global interaction, the interconnectivity between countries. Now there is no line anymore. If something yeah. happens wrong in Vietnam, it's going to hit us somehow. It's it's just a matter of figuring out how one of these banana republics go down, the price of bananas is going up. You know what I mean? Did this man it's, say it's bananas? So, <laughs> banana republic. This is literally bananas, what I'm telling you right now. It's a perfect storm. And then everybody's yeah. outrage is on social media. Like, yeah. 
Okay, uh, what are you really doing? Are you really pressuring uh, your representatives to get involved, to get the country involved? You know, so it's a perfect storm. And, and he's already been toying around, seeing what we will or won't do. He did it mm-hmm. in Syria for quite a while, and we ain't yep. do nothing. Yep. We ain't do nothing because we don't have the stomach for that. We won't have the stomach for something unless it hits us directly. We don't have the yep. stomach for that. Uh, but you know so what? If you're asking me, about that thing. go ahead. Go ahead, Dino. No, go ahead, Dino. Well, and, and like I said, you know, if you're if you're asking me, a guy who's been there, which, like I said, a lot of us no. who are on this call have, you know what? That, man, that's them, man. Let them deal with that. There's, hey. You know, I wish them well. Because look, mm-hmm. look, war. I don't care. I don't care who you are. You know, there, there's no war is, uh, is ugly. War ugly. is disgusting. War, war brings nothing to anybody. You know, and I, you know, regardless of what those people go, we all look at what governments are doing, and we stand there and we want to condemn people. You know, and the reality is, there's people over there who just want to live their lives. Period, and they stand again bombed out, and it's unfortunate. But that's that's the that's the world, man. We've been like that since from the beginning. The strong's going to try and take over the weak. Yeah. And, you know, and and that's 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 how it is. You know, it's 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 all these people who sit in office who will never ever be in an actual fist fight. For goodness' nope. sake. You know, doing doing what doing what they feel they want to do, and and it's all the little people suffering. So, you know, I mean, I, I wish them well, but you know what? I'm personally, you know, while I was in America, I was tired of fighting. You know, for what? I couldn't even tell you why. Just out there, Gina. You was about to say something. I just feel like we need to mind our business on this one. <laughs> yeah. Like as a whole, like America as a whole. Like we'll pray for y'all, but and nobody come for me. But I really feel like we should mind our business. <clears throat> that's like, hey, that's that one everybody be saying. You know, I'm a, I'm a pray for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna pray for I'm you. Gonna, but... I'm pray for you. Look, look, I'm a, I'm, I kind of follow along with Hannibal Burr says. Look, I'm, don't pray. Make me a sandwich. That's something I can hold. The reality is, is, is look, no, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, anybody's no, know. wrong for doing that. But, but the reality is, 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 look, it's war and prayers don't go answered. The fact is, is those people are either going to fight or they're going to get taken over. Yeah. And that's it. And, you know, and, and they're going to, somebody's either going to have to jump in or not. That, I mean, there's, that's, those are the two sides of that coin. And, and it's unfortunate, but it's the reality. So yeah, Gina, I'm, I'm with you, you know, I, hey, it's not it's really not our business but you know what what else you know you really want to talk about it we stand by for other countries we didn't jump into rwanda yep. we didn't jump into you Factory. know we didn't jump into any palestine. other places palestine <laughs> we didn't jump into none of these places because they didn't have anything of interest to us and honestly we don't get enough resources from ukraine ukraine to even really care so you know i mean there it's, is it's one ugly, but it's war yeah, got? I was just going to put it out there that there is one difference between the Ukraine and the countries that we just mentioned. Mm. And you about to say I'm it. just alluding. I'm alluding to it. Oh, you just going to allude to it? Alluding to it. Why are you going to allude to it? Yeah, don't allude to it. You know what he's saying. I know what he's saying. Say it. I know exactly what he's saying. Say it, nigga. Say it. Exactly. Who said it? Say it with your chest. That's the answer. That's the answer. Oh, that's got, what they're saying they oh, got God. the complexion for the protection. Complexion for the Factory. Protection. These ain't brown country they bombed oh, out. No, they're not. What? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> He's an ass <laughs> from long distance. Right. This uh, seems to be an I idea. I have friends that yeah. I went. No, like I, I'm not trying to say it like you know, that's friend is black. You know, I've actually met some Ukrainian folks. You know, they're beautiful people. But like y'all said, that's them. You know, but. He trying yeah. to make sure yeah. he, he trying to make sure he don't get slapped in the streets. <laughs> like, I know some Ukrainians. I'm not saying, but Black you know, Ukrainians. but y'all know y'all I white do. as fuck. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you good, man? Ain't nobody gonna mess with you. Yeah. Hey, but did you see the um, where one of their representatives? I don't know what that was. The map that they had for their battle plan saw them pushing. I think they're in the Poland. Oh, they don't. That, that that wouldn't be a good move. They don't though. want that. Yeah, yeah, they don't want that. That Mm-mm. problem. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Poland could. Hey, Poland, Poland got hands, I've boy. Worked, dude, I, I've worked with Poland. Got the about UN. A crazy. Poland got them hands. They, yep. they don't want that. That's a whole other can of words. Might want to be easy. <laughs> sure. I don't because know. Also like I'm just saying. Saying what? What are you saying? Getting back to the question at hand about. What was Putin's plan? Dr. Brooks brought there the perfect storm. Could have been in the plans all along. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what King Dino was saying. I my time. I my time. Yeah, good. Pistol said it. Pistol said he got a plan. Pistol said, hey, and this is all part Look, of it. All this, this I'm going to agree that was the plan. <laughs> I'm going to say this. If Gino don't come up with the next chapter about some nigga getting deployed before this <laughs> happens, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> Oh gosh! I got y'all. I got y'all. Right. Hey, right. you just gave me an idea why you playing. Oh, there it saying. is. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Let me be in there. I don't need to be in the screenplay of that one too. Son. Why you want to be in it, bro? Because everybody will see your ass in there. Hey, I hey, can, let, let him be. Oh look, old ass uh, Larry, Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne. His old yeah. ass being all kind of shit. Let me get some yeah, too. Yeah, but you ain't Lawrence. Nah, nah, I'm so bad. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Did he... right, right. Are you Nigga, I'm nice you with mine. I'm, I'm nice with it. Maybe like a young, giving them like a young one. A young one. <laughs> like the Pee Wee Herman show, Lawrence Fishburne. No, nah, not that one. Not that one. Uh, hey, speaking cowboy cowboy hat, hey, yeah. speaking cowboy of shows curse. though. Hey, Bel Air. I know some of y'all ain't seen that shit, but y'all need to. Um, let me just read this little thing right here. It's a journey of a street smart teen whose life is forever transformed when he moves from the streets of West Philadelphia to live with his, to, with his relatives know what Fresh Prince is. in one of LA's wealthiest suburbs. Now I had to read that because that's the little read the write up for the new Jan, which is totally different from the old Jan. And if you watch so, it, you'll see that. My question right there, like, let me put it in perspective. I ain't never seen power. I ain't never seen the rest of these shows. You ain't never seen Look, Hey, give me, hey, give me, yeah, yeah, hey, give, give me a pass, <laughs> man. Give me a pass. <laughs> look, I, I just, I, it's just, a, look, I don't watch a lot of TV that much. And what same, I do, same. He reads like books. He reads books. See, Gina? He sure, reads books. I do try to read. So ah. is it like a rehash of the old ones nope. just tackling more woke stuff? Nope. I mean, you can't say nope because they're using the same characters. No, but it's not, but it's not a rehash. But it's not a I rehash. Mean, it's not, that's not a rehash. Did he come from yeah. somewhere else to go live with his Uncle Phil? No, all of that is the same. Yes, all of that is the same. But it gives you a different, it's a different vibe altogether. Initially, the other one was a, 
No, the one other, was a sitcom. Yes, the other one was comedy with a, some serious sprinkles. This is a drama. Yeah, it's like a straight up drama with a couple. You have drama sitcoms. I mean, nah, bro. No, this no, ain't no drama sitcom. This is straight up drama. Yeah, it's no longer okay. bubblegum. It's not. It's not bubblegum. Yeah, yet. they no were playing it safe. Keep the same energy when you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> man, Why y'all piss off Dr. Brooks, man? Why y'all piss off Dr. Brooks, man? Hey, first of all, it's talking about Dr. Brooks about the Damn. order of birth. Right? Yeah, give me all the hot sauce you can give me. This man got stock in Peacock. I just asked if it was the same. No, nah, it's not. <laughs> honestly, honestly. The it's first not. the first it's one was a comedy that had uh, a, like a dramatic chaser. This one right here okay. is drama. With a with a once in a while they'll hit you off with a with a comedic chaser. And okay. Carlton is going to blow your mind because she ain't never lied. She ain't never lied. That's all I read. That's all I read about. Mm. For those who seen Carlton. it, is it light skin out there or dark skin out there? Which one is it? Oh, Arvid is. No, Arvid got a nice little 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 tone to her. She ain't light skin. What's that? Oh, okay. Well, Ain't nobody, like the real on it. Yeah, ain't okay. nobody light skin on there, but um, but Will. Hillary not light skin. Will yeah, is the only light skin dude on there. <laughs> okay. Real talk. That's... Everybody got colors. I mean, it's only the first show, but I, you know. Okay, maj- you said on vid, but hold on, y- y'all was talking about on vid. So nineties Hillary or this Hillary? Oh, ooh. I see this. Oh no. Ooh, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. <laughs> Boy, that's a good question, oh. boy. Because this dude, this new hill is, <laughs> she official. That's hard man. She's Are we official. About character or something else. You know what I like about the new hill? Just, just looks wise, straight looks. So we just, hey, Gina, that's you saying straight looks? Yeah, straight, Ooh. straight looks and preference. Because like, that's, like. that's hard. That's hard. Uh, here's that, why it's that, hard. That's, that's hard. Because I can't uh, stop thinking about how their personalities. I love the I new Hillary's uh the new Hillary's disposition. My dude, like mm-hmm. seriously. She's smart. She got some swag. She's for real. The the old Hillary, yeah, she was cute, man, but she, she was, was she was dang. a damn airhead, my dude. Like Yeah, man. That get, I'm ooh, to go with new Hillary. Yeah, I can't do that. And that's so why it's an easy If you okay, just yeah, go straight looks, it's hard, man, because real talk, man, uh that new Hill nah, body nah, is nah, not hard. Nah, yeah, new Hillary. Woo, that new Hill really? body is oh, yeah. Hillary point. That's Hillary body. Yo, she she said, thing, Gina right? says straight looks. We talk about 90s era. Like, Gina like, said straight looks. Yeah, Bruh. straight looks because the new um, new Hillary. Hillary is obviously smarter. Yep. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. a more Yeah, but that's writing. Like, Updating. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but that's the character. That's, we got to go with the character. Yeah, but, I mean, just strictly the character. Wise, yeah. Like, not the person. Oh, character, new Hillary, definitely. Yeah. Old character, looks, looks-wise. Looks, new Hillary. I'm going to say Karen Parsons. I'm going to say old Hillary. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, no, man. I like the old Hillary. I like the old one. The old one was tight, yeah, man. This new one. Pain. You ain't seen the new one, though, have you? I've seen the picture. I have seen the new one. What are you talking about? I'm talking, I'm talking about Pistol. i seen the picture. I mean, she cute. Oh. Nah, you gotta see it in action, my dude. Oh my, you talking about her body, man? I'm looking at her. Bro, that's what was... we look at. What? Come on, man. We said physical. Yeah, I got. I gotta go with the new Hillary, man. Uh, she said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." 
The new okay. Hills. What do we like about the show? Those of us that have seen it. Oh man, I just like how how it's uh it's deep, man. It's it just go it's layered. Yeah, it's layered, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that is that it's layered before we even get to him in the taxi cab going, you know, to Bel Air, we've already got real deep into to Will's character and his environment and, and everything like that. We're, we have a more vested interest in him. With the old show, it was the fact that we knew that was Will Smith, so that was carrying him to Bel Air. Does that make the sense? Theme song gave it, yeah. It does, and the theme song gave us the plot. Exactly. It's so much. playful. We we see what's happening. Da 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 da. And in this, the new one, they showed us what what brought him to Bel Air, and it was good to see that. It was enriching to see that, especially as someone who saw and came up with the old one. You know what I mean? It's just a clean. It's just a clean, well written show. They they're doing things. They they flipping a lot of stuff on the ear on its ear while at the same time keeping that foundation that is and was the old show. It's just they're doing a good job. Yeah, real talk. Oh, going I don't know, but it came right on time. It gave me my thing, like yeah, <laughs> message. <laughs> hey, right. sorry, sorry, those are my client. Those are my clients uh, confirming my uh, flex. Oh, sorry, that was a flex. Man. That was a flex. <laughs> He uh, said, "That's the money coming in. That's the success. Hey, hey, hey! Don't be mad at me. Straight cash, baby. Hey. Hey. Business owner, tax free. Business owner flex. Gina, what you think of the new the Doom Bella? I do like the fact that they um showed us how what led him to Bella. Mm-hmm. So I like that. The like I said, Carlton is killing me. I'm sick of him already." Um, that means he is doing that character good. I, I yep. don't like um, what they did with Ashley. Like it. Other than that, I love the show. I love Aunt Viv. Um, I love Jeffrey. Like, I Yo. a house, um, house, house Negro. Cleaner. To yeah, hey, yo, Jeffrey is clean. I love that dynamic because I'm like, hi, a black dude from London. Nah, where you get this dude from? You know what I mean? That's like, yeah, that's a black dude from London. <laughs> well, he's yeah. That's how a lot of the black people in London are, though. Yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them are from the West Indies, man. Yeah. Yeah, you go to you go to Brixton, they're all from yep. West Trinidad, Jamaica. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's constant. That's what it is. Straight up having festivals in the middle of London. Yeah, so that's why when they the, the Jeffrey that they had on there, I was just like, damn, uh, he was funny. He was funny though. I'm a, hey, I'm gonna ask this question and then I'm, I'm about to bounce out real quick. Uh, How do you think this new age version or imaging of Bel Air uh, affects, say, our uh, our populace, the black community? Do they feel like they still have the same connection to these, you know, rich black African-Americans in this version? Or would you say you felt a little more connected to uh, Will and his family and the older one? Uh, right, because they was rich I, back then, too. Yeah. True, but it was a different set. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it? Well, Will sure. still I would say that for those of us that have the nostalgia factor that grew up with the show or actually remember the show in its early inception, I mean, we'll be pleasantly surprised by this. You know, I mean, we will be this, happy about it. But go ahead. This is a modern version of being black and wealthy. Yeah. Like, that's what it looks like on the show. To me, it's just a more modern version. Like, that was the 90s. This is now. Like, this is that's what it looks like. 
to be rich and black now. All I know is that look like a whole different kind of wealthy on this new gen. <laughs> I'm like, good yeah, gracious. Set location out of the stage. Yeah, the stage. other one, I mean, it was, I was like, okay, you can kind of see it's nice. They got a pool house and da 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 da. But when you yeah, see it on this yeah. new uh-huh. shit, ooh. It, oh, it just hit a little different. It, it's just like, and like, yeah, like, yeah, hey, like Gina yeah. said, this is how being black and wealthy looks now. And that's what it's set in. It's set in the now. Um, so you can have this idea that, okay, cool. Like we can really make it like that. And honest, and, and let's be honest. You see our, 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 our sports figures, our, our entertainers, those folks, that's how they live in now. They live in big that's like true. that now. So I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think you can still, there's somebody for you to identify with uh, on the show. Now, my second now. question, right? Yep, now. Controversial. What episode is Will staying a white girl in? When's that going to come out? Because it's good. they might put it in there. You think that's happening? Hey, what, what? controversial way? No, it's not really. Why not? What, you, about what, you go to a school or? You go to a school where you, what, you want to four black people and, and you're surrounded by, you know what I mean? He already hollering at the, at the black chick. That's the swimmer, uh, Lisa. He already hollering at her. Um... But then, but how I, do you think it would play out in this day and age? I mean, somebody's gonna have yeah. something to say about everything. But my thing is this: if you're surrounded right. by people, you gonna you might try to see what what's good with it. Who's to say he ain't already do that in Philly? I mean, I mean you, especially you know, no. since they got Ashley liking girls. So. See what I'm saying? Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. man. At twelve, uh, okay. I don't, I don't like that. 12. That's that part Gina don't like. That part. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's not the fact that she like girls; it's the age, like the I sexualization understand. of a teenager. Yeah, like she's she's twelve. Like, come on. Yeah. Man. I mean, it who could happen. I, hey, the writers wrote it. Yeah, I it mean, can happen. I, you know what? I think they did that as a like I said. This goes back to what I said a minute ago. When you can find someone you identify with in someone in the show, so everybody who's part of the LGBTQ community. They can sit there and latch on to to her. They know exactly how she feels. The uncertainty, the Fair. you know what I mean, the not mm-hmm. not understanding how they're feeling and everything like that. So now they can identify yeah. with her. All the hood cats, we can identify with with Will. You know what I mean? Folks who have come from uh, affluent areas, they might be able to identify with with Carlton, his old sniffing ass. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> you'll see. Is it <laughs> Yeah, they got Carlton on that shit bad. Yeah, he, man, woo, you saw the last episode? He was gone, son. Woo, he was out to lunch. He was out there lunching, boy. He's on that good, that good, good. But I'm yeah, gonna check it out. it's a good I, I show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna check show. it out. God, now I gotta buy another streaming service. Bro, just let, just let one of the other ones go. Just let one of the other ones it. go. Aries, no, 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 Aries, Aries, shoot me your log on. Right? Help her brother out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. No, my brother. Don't do it on, you don't gotta do it, get hey, your don't own. Don't do it on the air. Yeah, I'm not doing that. That's not gonna happen. I'll hit you up later. But don't do it on air. I'm gonna let you know when I'm watching. I'll let you get it. No, I can't do that. That's wrong. Pause, that, that would be pause. wrong. God dang, you got me with that. Yeah, right. that was your pause. That's number one of the night. That's what's up. All right, how many mama jokes I got? Tell me. Uh, None. You... Okay. None. That's because right. you said some pause where this shit ain't on me. <laughs> You're right. My bad. Um, now we were speaking Can we about. Go through Gina. What? 
Hey, you saw that in the in the uh, interview junk. I was like, pause. I was like, oh no, not really. That's not a pausable offense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, mm. <laughs> Oops. Um, what you call his character? Carlton, the the character of Carlton is dealing with a lot of stuff. And one of the things I think Cad brought this up in the group uh, is suicide. Um, you can tell that uh, the character uh, of Carlton in the in the show Bel Air is dealing with a lot of things, and those things are are super serious, uh, especially amongst the black community. Uh, so before we even sure. get into talking about uh, suicide, let me go ahead and put out the National Suicide Prevention Hotline or Lifeline, as they call it now. It is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Now, looking at the numbers, and this is these are numbers put out by the CDC, suicide rates uh, by age groups. Uh, and it's talking about per capita. This is 2019. We are one of the second highest groups as far as uh, uh, black folks, I think we're the second highest group. Let me double check my figures. Yeah, we are. So leading the pack is black men. So 20, they have a, a rate of 29.8. And this was, again, this was in 2019. And black men are 12.4. Yes, there's a big gap between those numbers but if you look at them we're, we're still the second most women there's a whole different um uh numbering scale and white women make up uh they're in first with eight and then black women are in last with 2.9 this is a serious serious thing if you're looking at states uh the midwest there are a lot of suicides in the Midwest versus along the coast. Um, I don't know what is making up these, these numbers. Again, if we look at, uh, I, I initially started with talking about age 39.9 are 75 and older. Uh, but we've got, this is an, an alarming figure. 3.1, mm-hmm. 3.1 is are 10 to 14 year olds 22 are 15 to 24 year olds and 29.9 and this makes up one of the, this makes up the second largest group are 45 to 64 and this is just looking at the rates period this isn't talking about um, if someone has been on the police force firefighters first responders or <clears throat> excuse me military this is just folks. It definitely deserves uh, to be talked about. Um, it definitely deserves some attention, not just by us, but from our listeners as well. What say you? Uh, why do we start with that, man? Why didn't we start with that? I mean, I think that. No, no. I mean, where do you start with that? I mean, there's so much to talk about. And and especially when, you know, we start, like I said earlier, you know, when, when people are, one, desperate or hopeless, you know, you never know what, what they'll do, you know, when it comes. And I've, you know, I think, um, 
you know, as a person who gets a lot of counseling for, you know, post-traumatic stress, um, and, and, no, and I've never been suicidal, don't get me wrong, but I've, at the same time, I've also thought at times, you know what, would life be better if I wasn't here? You know, so it, it's not that I thought about just taking myself out, but it's like, what if I wasn't here? I've had that thought before. You know, I, I don't know what it's like to be that desperate. You know, I don't I don't know what it's like to to want to end it all, to be so afraid um, of the future or, or what it holds or so disappointed in myself for the situation. Um, I, I think that, you know, when it comes down to it, people are afraid of so many things. Uh, but and everybody doesn't have the support system that I I have, you know. But but you know between my friends and my family, and my wife who is everything to me understands how I you know tries to understand how I feel. She doesn't totally, but she's there for me to let me know I'm not alone. Everybody doesn't have that. Yeah, you mentioned um, you mentioned support, and I think that's one of the things that folks have kind of alluded to as far as people not being well taking care of people before they get in a particular window. And I guess that window and that space and time, if that person can get out of there, then they're fine. But while they're there, they feel as if there are no other options than that one. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, you see it. I mean, I think, you know, I think most of us have known somebody in the military, you know, who have, who have done that, maybe somebody in our family, um, and you look at it, and it's always it's always looking back and thinking, oh, what could have been done, you know, instead of trying to recognize these things now. And and you know what? Not only that, but you know, reaching out and saying, hey, man, look, I'm thinking about you. I love you. You know, instead of waiting, you know, I mean, if it's it just just like when we always speak, and you know, weekly when we do this podcast, you know, it gives us a, a sense of community. You know, and everybody don't have that, man. But but you know, we need to reach out to people and let let them know we're here. You know. I also just want to point out that well said. You know, by the way, um, great. Seriously, so I just want to give you props for speaking about that. Um, but I also want to point out that there are some folks that do have that support system and still feel that life. You know, I wouldn't well teach their own, you know, when you're having those thoughts. Um, I'll just put myself out there for a brief second. Um, New York, I was in a rough spot and, you know, I did entertain those thoughts. I remember the train was coming and for a brief second, I was just like, what would it be like if, and I was like, no, 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 no. And I luckily did get some counseling, somebody to speak with. Um, and a example of that support system, well, was that young lady, the Stanford soccer team, her name was Katie Meyer, um, that for reasons that we'll never know, but her parents did express something that did happen for her, speaking of her teammate that did tragically take her life. And her mom said that she spoke to her earlier that a few hours before that day. And it hit home because to me, because I have a son that does take things very, very seriously and also just happens to play soccer. And as a parent, I could just not think of anything worse than someone that you actually seen be born, decide that they could not talk to you about whatever they were going through. 
So I just made a point to not only talk to him, just be like, you know, we don't want to make, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. And no matter how rough of a period or how bad you think that you messed up, we are here. We are here, especially since we're all the way out in Seattle, away from our friends and family on the East Coast, because it does get lonely out here sometimes. So we are all that we got. So I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we let them know that they are loved both he and my daughter and also my wife, because, you know, she's stressed out at her job. But yeah, yeah, Mm. yeah. Well, what about, and and I I think you made a, you know, you, you, I mean, you put it on, on when we were, you know, all in the group texting or, or within the chat group, but, you know, the fact that, you know, so many kids today, I, I think that. I forgot what, uh, I think I was listening. I think I always allude to Taleb Kweli's People's Party, man, because I listen to it weekly. But he was talking awesome. about how in, um, you know, in our community, you know, now we're just talking about our community, not necessarily in our homes, you know, things like failure, you know, aren't really accepted. Failure to, to a lot of us is a death sentence where as you look in other communities, they look at failure as if, oh, you know what, it, this is your opportunity to learn. You know, we, we also talk about, or we don't talk about enough, um, just simple things like, you know, vulnerability and, and allowing ourselves to show emotion. You know, anybody who grew up in the sports culture, especially in the black yep. community, look, we don't, we don't show emotion. It hurts, don't nobody want to hear it. You know, you mess up, you feel bad about it. You know, you, know you, you can't express that. We're not allowed to show emotion because it shows us as weak. You know, thing, things like this, and and it starts very very young. It, it's a it's it's been a part of especially the male culture. Um, well, this is where I, we're I, messing I up. I think I think it goes I, I think it goes even further than just uh, males. Just to your point of, of of talking about failure and stuff like that. They've I've I've had friends who are are single mothers, and there were there was times when they were yeah. they were like really really having a hard time i mean you could see it but they couldn't they couldn't voice that those thoughts with another woman because they knew that that woman would be like well girl i was a single mother too and you um you know and kind of i got through it you know what i mean yeah. exactly yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're feeling You're all that extra like pleasure. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it could You're be just. Like it could be just a black culture thing, especially. No. 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 Especially when you have so many people that have gone before us and dealt with so many other things that we are not dealing yeah. with today. Mm-hmm. It's almost like okay. I. Sure. You know what I mean? That's a lot of stress. I'm gonna give you right. Money, right? Yeah. I'm going to say this, and I don't mean this in a, in a hard, what I say after this is not a harsh thing, right? I'm proud of this generation of younger black adults prioritizing their mental health over the past generation, because to me, it's a generational thing. And I'll tell you a joke that I heard once. I was like, damn, that shit's funny, but that's fucking true. This black kid goes to his mom and says, mom, I'm depressed. She says, you better depress them dishes, right? And that sort mm-hmm. of deflectment is what a, a lot of, mm-hmm. it's funny, but it's a lot of younger black teens grew up with, especially if you grew up in the 80s and the 90s. Your parents, yeah. depending on the situation mm-hmm. you lived in, right, had too much stress, and you, I might say they didn't have time for you, but their priorities were a lot more uh, varied than just raising a child. And you have mm-hmm. examples, I'll give two examples, right, so it's fair. Situations where you have single mothers putting the burden of maturity 
and responsibility on young male boys mm-hmm. that you're, do not you're, ask. You're the man of the house now. Yeah. And two, the pressure of young females to not be over sexualized and be taught to be complacent by their fathers, right? A lot of older generation black men taught their daughters not healthy sexual, you know, what, what the world is, but you better not be a hoe. I don't raise no hoes. And the worst that you could be is sexually active mm. to a lot of young black females. So that pressure, when they grow up with that, creates this like resounding effect where they don't know how to deal with all these pressures, right? Well, since, a young black right? male feels like he can never fail and a young black female, and that's not her only issue or only pressure she deals with, but as she grows into a woman, yeah, doesn't understand what it's like to be, I guess, healthy sexually. And, you know, thank God for Gina writing these books because it probably does help a lot of women find and like reconnect with their sexual side that they had repressed for years because of generational issues that our parents parents dealt with. What you got to so, say about I've that? I've been hearing that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And it up. sucks because it is a generational thing, right? And I don't want to say that, you know, black teens now, you can't say they don't have it hard as your parents because it was a different struggle that they weren't even around for. Right, and not even so, access. No, I, I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't willing to. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that at all. I mean, if you look at the numbers, the numbers yeah. have, have have gone up. So there has to be a reason as to why they've gone up, and that's across the board. Both women, men and women's numbers have gone up. Yeah, since '99 to now, it's just gone up. Yeah, cause that's social a whole media. other dynamic right there. You your stuff is all you. We used to say, you know, somebody put your shit all out on on Front Street. Now, I mean, it's for real, and it's for the world. Anybody in the world could see whatever happened to you, whether it be you tripped and fell down some steps. Now you don't went viral, and the whole world can see yeah. you busting your ass. I think too that we as humans struggle with validation a lot, and back you know back in the nineties stuff like that, uh, you, you had MySpace, you had your top ten, you know, people going through that shit. Now. You got TikTok. You got going live. You got sort people want to be heard, and you know, for the most part, seen. Well, when you open it up, you take a lot of criticism that you wouldn't have normally gotten back then, right? You might have heard like maybe two or three people say some shit about you. You go fight them, right? Now you got thousands of motherfuckers telling you you ugly online. Like that shit. I don't care who you are, whether you seek the attention or not. That's going to have an effect on your mental stability. Either it becomes like an addiction where you seek the attention or the, uh, I guess the exposure to everyone's opinions who don't even know you now creates this like fault inside you that you would have maybe not developed. So. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I can understand that. No, agreed. What do you think? What do you think Gina about that? And, you know, with what you do, you know, do you ever address anything like that? Um, as far as being overly sexual as a woman, I say I I had that problem um for a long time. Um, like I was very hypersexual, but a lot of people don't know that. Some, I mean, a lot of people do know, but there's a lot of people who aren't aware that being hypersexual or overly sexualizing yourself usually usually a lot of women won't admit to this. Usually stems from being abused. Mm. Yeah, I have heard mm. that. A lot of studies okay. have shown that. Yeah. A lot of women won't admit to that. Or some women, it's a lot of women who don't even realize or might not remember, you know, if it would happen young or might not realize because a lot of people aren't clear on how far the term sexual, sexual assault goes. So 
a lot of women have experienced that and didn't even realize it and don't realize that they're being hypersexual from that. Because mm. I had to go to therapy to figure that out. Mm, gotcha. Therapy is a lifesaver, literally. By the way, I just want to put that out there. You know, if you just yeah, if you can talk to anybody in your family about that, you know, therapists, therapy, um, they're paid professionals. They don't have any judgments about you. They're just there to like make sure that. Well, in my case, I'm only speaking for myself. Um, you know, let you just unload it. For me, it was very, very therapeutic. Um, help give me direction, and especially with the medical route, which <laughs> teaches no, but it did not work for me. I did not like chemicals affecting my balance. You know, I just yeah, talking here through it. I mm. second that. Yep, I can't do it. Same here. Mm. Now, and and you know, I don't mean to keep going back to Eugenia, but since you're here, let's let's use. Um, you know what what you do do you, so now writing your books do you find that there is some type of therapeutic um qualities to that and would you suggest you know anybody else to possibly you know kind of start writing things down i know for me like we we talked about this in another podcast whereas i'm a trainer for me therapy is being in the gym and teaching uh, for me, therapy is working out on my own. Do you use what you do for a living? Uh, do you use that for therapy for yourself? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my therapist is actually how I ended up writing Bonded by Pleasure. Because um, we were discussing being hypersexual and um, just finally like forgiving certain things that happened that led up to me being that way. And I told her, like, I just want to write about it. And she's the one who, like, she's just, like, turned it into a book. So that's what I did. Um, so, yeah, I'll say I have so many, like, I have books that I've never even tried to publish because I just knew, like, there were books, but I knew they were so personal. I'm like, no, I don't want nobody to read this. I may publish them one day, but, like, not now. But, yeah, yeah. so I definitely, I feel like everyone should find something, even if it isn't writing even if it isn't being a trainer, but I feel like find something that genuinely makes you happy, something that you can express your emotions to, like whatever helps you. Even my show, like I talk about stuff that, you know, I want to want to um, get off my chest in a way. Like, for example, I have a ladies ask the guys um, segment on my show where, you know, ladies can ask me questions and I'll bring guys on the show to get the answer. Like, and there'll be times where some of them questions are questions I have. Like, so I feel like everyone needs something, you know, an outlet, you know, when they're going through something and they can just unwind it, let themselves go with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I you know, before we move on, hey, one, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, you know, it's, it's not so easy for, I know me personally, to just open up about my the things that have happened. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, you, you never know who you might help, you know, through this podcast. Or, and But I, I definitely uh, want to say thank you for that. Likewise. Indeed. Um, I, before we get off the subject, I do want to once again put out the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. It is 1-800-273-8255.
Uh, now for our next segment. Mm. Random ish. That's right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. So there was a a video that we put in the uh, the chat the chat room. Um, should I play? Should I just play that? Yeah, I, play it on here. You yeah, want me, you want me to play it? Yeah, because I ain't watch it. I you didn't. Lie. Oh, this dude right here. Okay, I ain't cool. gonna lie to you. Man. No, and I appreciate that. All right, check it out. So I've been doing this hairstyle for the past two days, and I'm just a little bit obsessed with it. Yeah. So I decided I'm gonna make it a trend. I'm gonna call it Sticky Bangs, and I love it. So if you want a tutorial, just tell me you want one. Oh, y'all can hear it. Nah. You played in the nah. chat. Yeah, hold on. I did. No, you didn't. Hold on. I'll play it in here then. You don't want to hear it. Yeah, you, yeah. Kind of. I kind of yeah, do. Yeah, you I, do. I, you know I'm opinionated. <laughs> I, got, I like to talk about stuff. Uh, them sticky bangs. <laughs> this job. You about to take forever. No, I ain't. Listen, you ready? So I've been doing this hairstyle for the past right. two days, and I'm just a little bit obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. No. So I decided I'm gonna make it a trend. I'm going to call it Sticky Bangs, and I love it. So if you want a tutorial, just tell me you want one. It's for black people anyway! <laughs> oh, no. See what you need to do? Go in there and lower her credit Am I the only one who can barely hear that? Oh, you, can, you couldn't even hear it? lower her credit I heard it. You lower her credit I can barely hear it. You won't be black Look, so bad. I, I saw it. I, I don't need to see it again. I saw it. I'm... <laughs> oh. Could y'all hear that? Big too, man. Y'all couldn't hear it? We heard it. Yeah, I heard it. We heard it. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> G was like, I heard it. Yeah, she said, don't play that shit. <laughs> you know? That's some old bull. That shit me off so bad. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Gina. Why? As a black woman, just, why did that piss you? As a black woman, like, we can't have shit to ourselves. Like, y'all already wearing box braids. Y'all out here wearing wigs that are clearly for black women. They have wigs for y'all. Mm. And I'm biracial, like, so let me just say that I'm biracial. I'm Jamaican, Trinidadian, and my mom is Italian, so she is white. I I still, like, I have a full-blooded white cousin. Like, her mom and my mom are blood sisters, like, all of that. And I tell, like, I would tell her, like, don't play with me like that. Because I'm clearly, I'm not the mixed girl that's white passing. You know I'm black when you look at me. Mm. So... Mm, I say that again. Like, don't, and she'll try to use like I have cousins that will try to use the fact that they have a blood like not not first cousin, not like real life cousin, like as an excuse to do culture appropriated things. Like you're not black, don't do that. Mm, mm. Like don't, and then that thing and that that was pure ignorance because it's 2022 you know that is a black woman thing there's enough on the internet for you to know that is not something white women do hey she just wanted to try it out see what it's talking she was about a trendsetter. No, she, she was knew, a trendsetter she was a trendsetter and then the comments like you know that is a black if you're gonna do that give props that's what you're saying give props just say i wanted to try it and if you look stupid you, but don't make it seem like because they did that with um with we they did that with clipping extensions they did like all of that stuff, no. Like they have weaves that caters to white women hair. They have wigs that are more like relatable to white women hair. Why are you doing black women things that you know are not for y'all? Box braids, they're not for the type of hair that white women have. Mm. 
Y'all take them mm. out. Y'all wonder why y'all hair falling out because it's not meant for y'all. AKA y'all um, vacation braids. Y'all, scout. y'all are not meant. Y'all don't need bonnets. Y'all don't need none of that. Mm. Y'all was never wearing that. Y'all know y'all was never wearing that. Like, stop it. That that type of shit pisses me off so bad. I'm sorry. I can go no, you good. That. You good. Because that was the thing that when I when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. Is she trying to make it seem like this some new shit? Like, What's yeah, that's mean? the problem we have. Don't make it seem like it's something y'all came up with. Yeah. Like, if you want to do it, okay, no, brains. you don't like it. But it's Sticky the fact brains. that y'all really make it seem like it's some shit that they came up with and it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the normal business, though. That's that normal Sala, business. You should, you, should, you should go ahead and fight her. Mm. That- <laughs> she would have had to catch these hands. Like, stop <laughs> That girl was a little She probably about 18, 19. She knew better. Well, she she looks small. I ain't really catch her age. Them hands are rated E for everybody. Everybody. All right. The next random joint, I hope doesn't piss nobody off as much as Gina just got pissed about them sticky bangs. But it might. Hey, I'm about to send I'm about to send you a big sticky bangs poster. Don't do that. <laughs> all, right, that. Door. all right so the next random joint this next random joint here we go and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go around the room with this one salt or pepper on your grits gina go i can't chew sugar first off can, hey go no no go ahead that's Hold what up. that's that, that, hey sugar? That's what she said. Hey, don't hey, don't pass no kind of judgment. Nah, get her off. Don't no no no. Where are you from? Don't pass hey. sugar. Don't pass really? no judgment. Sugar and cheese in it, but go okay. eat some oatmeal. Why are you eating put sugar and grits? Who's gonna eat oatmeal? What? You might as well be eating and put sugar and grits. But if it's between salt and sugar, I'm gonna say salt. All right, no, 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 no. You wanted to bring another one in there? That's cool. Go, nah, no, no, I don't have no like, issues with that. She, she chose right. She chose right. All right, cool. Uh, pistol, since you since you're running off at the mouth, salt or pepper? Pepper. Yeah. pepper. Who put salt and grits? I mean, I would do both. If I, I mean, no, no, no. It yeah, was no, no, no. Hey, yeah, yeah, right. You can't talk about people choosing sugar and then turn around and choose pepper. Well, hey, right? pepper got a little kick to yeah, like, salt. What? Right, cool. No, no, no. So we got, we got, no, the real junk. She said, Gina said sugar. We'll give her sugar. You said That's pepper. Fine. You said pepper. Yeah. All right, cool. Cad, what you got? Salt and butter. I got to pick one. Nigga, you can't ask stuff. You can't. It's no, let salt. that man you answer. Pepper, he answered. Look, look, he just shit. asked. He good. All right, so shit. you said, <laughs> so what you say? You said salt <laughs> and butter? Salt and butter, salt right? Butter. All right, cool. Dino, King Dino, what you got? So, damn, y'all some nasty motherfuckers. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Get your cholesterol check. Y'all niggas put. Bruh, I put. Aries, what you put? Whoa, I put. Look, look. I put. Not Dino. I know Dino. I'm not take offense. <laughs> I, I don't have cholesterol problems. I, I'm hey, fit hey, man. Hey, 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 maybe y'all didn't see my photo for the uh, for the ad. Oh, look I at him. Okay, yeah, he's hey. like, yeah, get at look, me. I saw it. Uh, uh, me, I like salt, pepper, sugar, and butter. Holler at your boy. That's at the same a, that, time? Yes. Right? What? I put all of that hey, on that there. Sounds like conf- that sounds like confusion. No, it sounds like nah. good. It yeah, tastes dude, I think it was good. Salt I know somebody puts relish. Nah, they relish. need to be slapped. Nah, see, hey, put that up. I'm talking about, the, I'm talking about no. the relish that you put on like you know your hot dog. And Ain't no relish hey, goes on grits. Hey, I didn't say it was on. me, goddammit. Hey, put their nah, name, hey, put their name in the group. I'm asking for a friend. 
a friend of mine. Hey, no, you need to you, you need to unfriend them immediately. Yeah, it'd be hard, <laughs> kind of hard to unfriend too. himself. <laughs> Call the police officer. <laughs> Call the police officer. He know it was him. Let's say racist, damn it. I wish. Oh God! Dang! No, you didn't. This one. This one. This one's pretty random. This one is pretty random. Thank you. All right, who? Somebody got something random? Anybody else got something? I don't don't know. After that, I mean, hey, that was just some randomness, though. So, boom. That that'll end that segment. Hey. All right. All right. Hey, let's let's talk random. No, let's talk random. How y'all feeling about these gas prices? Uh, Man, I mean, personally, do about it though. Exactly. Nothing. Not a thing. Yeah, niggas they walk. Not a, nah. They about to get these bikes. You know, I, I think, but but here's but but here's the thing. I I see everybody like you see so many people complain on social media. Oh yeah. However, What's you don't see a whole bunch of look. But but look, the, like the president has very very zero. Little to do with this. <laughs> very. I mean, I mean, damn near nothing to do with this. This comes down to supply and demand, and yep. the reality is, is you know, with everything that's going on in Ukraine, it's not their fault. This is just whoever runs that industry saying, you know what, we're going to go ahead and attack this. Let's raise them prices. Let's just tell everybody because they don't do it anyway. The reality is, is everybody wants to drive a truck that has like two miles to the gallon. Wow. And and we've, we've developed this. We've developed this dependency on fossil fuels when we could have been getting into solar and electric all the years time. ago. Thirsty. Years ago. There's no reason why they call that industry a cartel. <laughs> all right, for real. Up them for no, real. That's, That's true. Yeah. Look, I call people. Look, hey, hey, and and for those of us who've lived in other countries, because you know, in England, they charge you by the liter, by the liter, and I'm talking like four pounds. That's about seven dollars by to, for a liter of fuel. Nah. So and uh, people here, yeah, man. That's why uh, everybody be rocking I mean, mopeds. I, I, <laughs> hey, but but you know what? All that, these other countries, they be on mopeds. That's, that's, hey, that's that's why other countries have two cylinder vehicles. Yeah. Mm, keep healthier that. people. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't be no six hundred pounds hopping on a scooter. <laughs> Your gas mileage is gonna be trash. Hey, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you would see you you always knew the Americans when I was stationed in England. You see these big giant trucks. The roads can barely even take the size of these trucks. That's crazy because the roads are yeah. small as hell. Their roads are tiny, man, and you got these people rolling around these giant trucks, just angry at the world because they got to pay about one hundred and fifty dollars for a gas or a tank of gas. That's what you get. Yeah. Mm, 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 you don't work yeah. on a farm <laughs> unless, hey, unless you, Doctor Brooks, carry on horses and shit. <laughs> yeah, I think he dropped off the call, man. He was. Yeah, he did. Problem cats yeah. with the tassels are like, uh, ha, ha. All, right. <laughs> all right, I'll take that one back. I, that only works when he's on. <laughs> you gonna have to use it again later. Hey, oh, he knows how. We gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. But uh, we still gonna be talking. But we gonna stop recording mm. for the podcast. But we gotta sit there and give a special thank you to Gina Payne, the author, for the sure. podcaster, the revolutionary woman putting in that work. Thank you so much for being on the show. We enjoyed. Hey, company. Gina, where can uh, our listeners find you? No doubt, we need uh, books. Where them books at? Y'all can find me on Amazon. Just type in Gina Payne. I'm the only Gina Payne that writes books. Um, you can follow me on Instagram for my show at Let's Talk About It underscore. I'm on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor. I'm working on YouTube. 
And yeah, my show is every Friday. It usually come out in the morning. If not, it'll be on by the end of the night. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about it underscore. Let's talk let's about, talk it, about underscore. it underscore. Yep. Follow that. Oh, for my books, though, you can follow me on Instagram at the author Gina Payne. And my regular Instagram is just the Gina Payne. We're gonna put those in the in the comments. We're gonna make sure people can just click on it and well bam, get at you. That's what it is. Free Britney Griner. Free oh, Britney Griner. Man, hey, we know what <laughs> I'm going to let some more information oh, come out before that, before we talk about it. But, hey, make sure y'all man. check us out. You know what I mean? Shows come out every Monday. We also going to be kicking off the thing that, uh, once I get my new computer, that uh, all that ish faded. It's on YouTube. Check it out. And I'm going to be back. Oh, there it is. Yeah. She invited herself. <laughs> like that. Ain't nothing wrong with come that. On. Yeah. Thought you knew. All right, y'all. We out. <laughs>